coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. So we just wrapped up the 30-part series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Teamwork, 30 Traits of High-Impact Players. I hope you enjoyed that series. I've, I've had a lot of feedback from a lot of, lot of folks who've been following that, and it's, it's been listened to by a lot of people. So I'm sure some of you have been sharing it. And, and I know uh, Jason Haynes out in Arizona, He's certified to teach and speak on a lot of my content. And I know he's been sharing that on his uh, LinkedIn feed with his followers. So thank you for that, Jason. And if if any of you have an interest in being certified and licensed like Jason is, uh, be sure to go to my uh, bluecollarleadership.com website. And you can look at the uh, Get Certified tab at the top and learn all about that. Uh, Anybody can do it. You can use it to boost yourself within your current industry, your current company, or you can use it to boost your resume. If you want to uh, look outside externally for different positions, that's something that can position you uniquely. And then also you could, uh, you can actually speak and teach on it and train on it. Like, like I do set your own rates, keep all your money. I don't even have to know that you're doing it. I'd like to know just cause I want to know about your success but I don't have to approve it. So check out the bluecollarleadership.com and the get certified tab there, menu tab at the top, and you can learn all about it. And there's, there's quite a few people have been certified to uh, teach and train on my content. Some companies pay for their own folks to get certified, you know, internal people to get certified so they can train and develop the people inside of their organization, which you could do that too. But then some people uh, pay, on their own. Uh, Jade Hardman, also from Arizona, he, he just paid out of his own pocket to get uh, certified on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture. And uh, Joshua Davis, he drives a trash truck up the city of St. Peter's, Missouri. And he paid out of his own pocket, got certified Blue Collar Leadership, leading from the front lines. You know, anybody who gets certified, I'm always happy to speak with you and help you be a, be a, a, a thinking partner to help you go out and learn how to leverage that and, and, uh, get you a good ROI on your investment. You know, if you're a regular listener or a regular reader or both of, of my, if you read my books or you listen to this podcast a lot and you've actually applied the stuff that I'm teaching, the principles that I'm teaching, and you'd like to get on a podcast for an interview with me. If you've listened to many of my podcasts, you've heard me do interviews with people. And I get a lot of requests from people to be on my podcast. And most of the time I just delete the message, never even reply, but I get a lot of those. And, and, uh, but the people I, I want to be on my podcast are either clients, you know, who've gotten results within their organization or individuals who've taken what I teach and gotten results in their own life, whether it's their personal life or professional life or both. And so I know there's probably some of you out there that, might want to talk to me about that. And so, uh, if you'd like to speak with me, 
My email is uh, at the top of my bluecollarleadership.com page. Also, my cell phone number. You can text me or call me and uh, let me know. I'll be glad to get on a call and talk with you. And then if there's interest and you want to share your story, I'd love to feature you in the, in the future on, on a podcast interview. We could just get on a, a call and have a talk and record it, and then I'll put it out there and and it'll be something pretty cool. You can help me motivate and inspire others. So today's episode, leading people with shared values versus managing people with mixed values. If you got a team of people with mixed values all over the place, which most companies have, if, if they haven't done any formal authority, uh, excuse me, formal leadership development, personal growth development, workforce development based on character. If there's not a leader at the top saying this is, this is the principles that we're going to value. We're going to make sure we teach these to everybody. That's why it ain't voluntary. It is mandatory. If you want to lead people with shared values, guess what you got to do? You got to teach them what these share, shared values are. You got to, you got to tell them it's not an option. This is who we are. This is how we're going to operate together. And all it is, is good stuff. It's how I'm going to, I'm going to lead you well. It's how I'm going to lead myself. Well, it's going to, it's how I'm going to interact with my team members and teammates, no matter what level position, title, rank, none of that. They ain't got nothing to do with that. It's how are we going to interact? The kind of principles I talk about and teach about, that's what it's all about. How am I going to interact with other people as a human being? What values do I have? So as a top level leader, if I don't want to deal with the managing people with mixed values, well, then I got to build a high performance team of people with shared values. You can't just hope that happens. A lot of leaders though, they don't understand all the stuff that I'm talking about, all the stuff that I know about and, 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 and they shouldn't, they ain't read every day for 15 years. They ain't led 11,000 plus hours of cross-functional teams get a new team every week that hates you and have to have to do it like I did between 05 and, and 2012 back to back every week a new team learning how to build relationships quickly how to influence people and and I took over a team with, with mixed values each week was a team with mixed values but I was still able to do it because of the the values and principles that I teach but if I had an organization and I was the top leader, I don't want to be managing people with mixed values no longer than I have to. So what am I going to do? I'm going to develop an internal, formal, very in-depth workforce development, leadership development, personal growth program, but it ain't really going to be a program. It's going to be how we operate. It's going to be who we are. I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out. It's going to be a component of what we do and, and we're going to weed out the people with mixed values. Nothing against those people, but if they're going to be in my organization, they're going to have shared values. And that's what this podcast is about. Cause most leaders out there, and I'm using the term loosely at the moment relative to what I'm about to tell you, they're managing a lot of people with mixed values. They're leading some people with shared values, they got a small clique that, that, that has shared values, but many in their organization have mixed values. So they're all over the place. So they have to manage those people. And I'm going to talk about why, why do you, why, what's the difference? And that's what this podcast episode is about. But unless I got, you got to know this at the beginning, unless a leader has been doing this for a long time and they've, 
and, and they've put the stake in the ground. This is who we are becoming. There is no option. You have some time, but there's no option. And I'm going to be having individual talks with those people who have the most mixed values that don't align with my values and my vision, because those people are going to have to know you got to make a change or you ain't going to be here much longer. That's just the way it is. Nothing against you, but you don't fit here anymore unless you want to make some changes. You don't have to, but you have to if you want to stay. But you don't have to if you want to leave. It's up to you. You get to decide. You know, I'd have those kind of talks, but there'd probably be some conflict there because those folks have, but you have to manage people with mixed values because they don't necessarily want to go where you want to go. Sometimes they will because you'll have, you'll have some shared values, but the majority of them are not shared values. So whenever you're dealing with people with mixed values and in that moment or, or on that uh, mission that you have them on or just working in general, if they have so many mixed values that don't align with your values overall, you don't have a choice but to manage those people. So you could be a high-impact leader of one person, and at the same time, you could be a low-impact leader of another person, meaning you have to manage those people like objects because that's the way they show up on your team because they're, they're, they're not leading themselves well relative to your vision, your character, your mission. So in a way, they come there every day and they're against everything you're trying to, to create. So no matter how high impact of a leader you may be in general or with other people, relative to those people, you have to manage those people because you have to dictate what you're, they're going to do because they don't want to do it. You have to direct them. And there's a constant conflict, pushback, resistance. You can keep doing it if you want to. I'm just telling you, Max Story ain't doing that if I'm a top leader. Not for long. Why would I want to do that? I got the choice. As the top leader, I got a choice. I don't have to do that if I don't want to do that because I can fix it. But I meet top leaders all over this country who can fix it, but they don't. They get stressed out. They're frustrated. They're dealing with conflict and turmoil all the time. But they don't have to. They choose to. I can't comprehend it. I try to help them. But again, it's the same way with me. When I'm talking to these top leaders, if we have mixed values, like I don't, I don't value being frustrated apparently they do or they value something that causes them frustration i don't i don't value anything that causes me frustration especially when i'm trying to build a high performance team of people with shared values why would i accept someone with mixed values i wouldn't others do so when people have shared values they want to follow the leader it makes sense right they got shared values they want to follow the leader People with mixed values, if they got a lot of mixed values compared to the leader's values, and, and really mixed in that case is the wrong word. I'm saying mixed because you got a team of people. The values between the team is going to be mixed. One person on a team may have a lot of opposing values to you, but they got some shared values. Another person on the team may have a, have a lot of opposing values to you, but you got some shared values with that person. So you got shared values with each of those people, but the values you have shared with each of them may be different between the two. And then their opposing values could be different from yours for sure, but their opposing values could be even different from each other. So there's all kind of conflict on the team. So when it comes to 
lowering your frustration as a leader, lowering frustration between your team members, you got one choice. You got to align people around shared values. And the people who don't want to align with those shared values, they don't get to be on the team. That's your only choice. You get to decide if you're the leader. So people who want to follow with shared values, they're not going to be a lot of frustration, not going to be a lot of turmoil and resistance. But those who have to follow, and again, they have to follow, meaning for some reason they, they're working there, even though they have opposing values to the leader. So in that case, I'm saying they have to follow, but literally they don't. They could quit. But they don't want to quit because of the results. The consequences would come with quitting. A lot of times, most often, it, they haven't developed themselves. Because if you got someone on your team with opposing values and they have options, especially better options, they're going to exercise those options and they're going to remove themselves from the team. But when you get the bottom of the barrel people, these are people without options who want whatever you're paying them and whatever benefits you're providing them. And, and they have to follow you to get those options they want from your company. The option being their income, their benefits. And, and a lot of those people, when I say bottom of the barrel, I'm talking about relative to personal growth and development. They're not bottom of the barrel human beings necessarily. They just haven't grown and developed themselves. A lot of them are very functional in their job. A lot of them even do a good job. They just have conflicting values with the leader. So I, I say that have to follow versus want to follow. They have to follow because they don't have options. And the leader has to deal with them because they choose to. And so do the teammates and team members. And, and the ultimate root cause of all these problems of, of a team with mixed values is the, is the values of the top leader because they won't do nothing about it. Why? Well, you'd have to talk to each one of them individually. I know lots of them. that They'll tell you all kinds of things, and that's fine. It's their company or it's their team. They can be whoever they want. I'm just telling you that's not who I would be. I don't like frustration. I don't like a frustrated team. I don't like dealing with people problems nonstop from daylight to dark. I like making things happen. There's going to always be people problems. But people problems amongst a team with shared values are much different than, than people problems amongst a team with mixed values. So another thing about shared values versus mixed values. People with shared values naturally embrace the, the leader's mission and vision. People with mixed values naturally resist. And it's kind of self-explanatory why, right? If we got shared values, I want the same kind of things for, for me and my life and my job and, and my career as you do for me and my job and my career. Mixed values, it's all over the place. I mean, you imagine a, a high-impact leader who's trying to build a high-performance team of people who are growth-oriented, trying to get someone who could care less about growth, trying to grow. Doesn't even make sense to me, but again, lots of leaders put up with it. I ain't putting up with it if I got a team. Ain't going to happen. Why, why would I do it? I don't, I don't know why other people do it. I know exactly why I wouldn't do it because I don't like frustration myself. Why, what kind of leader am I if I assemble a team knowing some of those team members are going to frustrate my highly valuable team members? Why would I do that? Because I'm knowing I'm losing integrity and I'm losing trust of my highly valuable team members by putting up with these folks with mixed values. And what we call these, you hear me talk about it a lot, these mixed value type folks, they're toxic. They're toxic to a team with people of shared values. Those with mixed values are, are extremely toxic. 
again, because they're all over the place. They don't mix well. So if you got a team full of people with shared values, you're going to have a high performance team. It's just the natural automatic consequence of developing people and hiring people with shared values and either improving or removing those with mixed values. Those with mixed values can become people with shared values if they want to. But if they're constantly telling you they don't want to through their actions and their behavior, they don't want to. We'll help them out. They're telling you, I don't want to be on a high-performance team. Say, okay, you're not. It's that simple. But most leaders won't do it. That leader hadn't developed themselves to understand the damage it's doing to their character, their credibility, their team, their organization, their customers, every, every, everything that is causing damage to by allowing that to happen. These leaders, they just haven't grown and developed themselves to understand that. The moment they do, they'll stop doing it. So with shared value, oh, the other thing was, I was saying with shared values, you'll naturally have a high-performance team. With mixed values, you're going to have a, a mediocre team at best, and you're going to have a highly dysfunctional team at worst. So these leaders out there that's putting up with this, the best they can hope for is a me mediocre team. Unless they do the things I'm teaching and telling you, the best they can hope for is a mediocre team because it's going to be tons of conflict between everybody, everybody, everywhere, every level, and they're going to waste so much time and energy, most often on a daily basis, dealing with all the junk that's created. And this junk I'm talking about is relational, dysfunctional between people, all kinds of people. And people all over the company at all levels going to spend all kind of time every day talking to other people about all this dysfunction. I have a lot of those people talk to me, and it's like I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about how we get better. I don't want to hear about all the mess. I don't want to be a part of the dysfunction where all we do is talk about dysfunctional teams. One reason I do the podcast, a lot of those folks listen, take this stuff to heart, go do something about it. So you get to decide. Teams with sh shared values, they're going to be one big positive team. That's what's going to happen. If you've got an entire team, meaning the vast majority, sometimes you're going to have to get people in that are going to have mixed values until they figure out if they want to get on board or, or they want to hop off the train. Uh, you know, once you got a full head of steam, a high-performance team rolling, every now and then you'll get some people to kind of in, infect your organization and you got to improve them or remove them. But for the most part, once you've cast a vision, you've done the training, you've done the development, and you've done it for years and you don't stop, and it's obvious people ain't got an option, you get rid of all the mixed-value people who run around moaning, groaning, spreading bad word-of-mouth advertisement on you and your organization amongst the team and amongst the community and all that kind of stuff. Once you get past that, you're going to have one big positive team, and then you're going to kill it, whatever the mission is. But when you've got a team of mixed-valued people, you ain't going to have one big positive team. You're going to have a bunch of different groups of people. You're going to have one group who is a, a, a positive team. Not going to be the whole team. It's going to be a group of people who are positive. There's going to be another group on the far end extreme who are negative. And then there's going to be all kind of little groups and cliques in between that, that form together. Because what they're doing is everybody is kind of forming groups based on the majority of their values and their strongest values. They're forming these little cliques and groups. You got all these subgroups in the company. 
If you got a team of share p- people with shared values, high performance team, you just gonna have one big positive team. That's what everybody. That's what every leader wants. But they ain't making choices to create that. They're making choices to actually create a team of mixed valued people because they allow people to do it, or they they make the training and development voluntary. You can't lead somebody where they don't want to go, though. That ain't leadership. That's management. That's what we're talking about here. People with shared values, you can lead them. People with mixed values, you can't lead them. You have to manage them. And people who don't report to me, literally, my clients, I can't manage them. I don't want to manage them anyway. I don't want to push them in a direction they don't want to go. You know, you've heard that term. You can lead a horse to to water, but you can't make him drink. And you can't, but you can put some salt on his tongue, make him thirsty. Then he can decide to drink. So I just share these stories. You hear me talk about all this stuff. All these lessons on my podcast. All I'm doing is pouring salt on tongues, right? I'm trying to get them to drink. I ain't bad-mouthing them. Some of them, if they got a, a really low understanding of leadership, they could think I'm bad-mouthing them, but I'm not here to bad-mouth them. I ain't here to turn them off. I'm here to put some salt on their tongue. You know, relative to people, you can you can lead people to knowledge, but you can't make them think. The, the, the salt equivalent with people is to try to influence them to think. Share thought-provoking content that will raise their awareness. That's what I'm doing. you got to talk about it from a million different angles till it connects with somebody. Probably every one of my podcasts connects with somebody like one of the other podcasts hasn't yet. So I'm going to wrap up here talking about these different things relative to leading a, a team with shared values versus managing a team with mixed values. If you want to build a high-performance team, if you want to become a sought-after employer of choice that's attracting and retaining top talent you got to have people with shared values because they're going to give you positive word of mouth advertisement about the company about the organization about the teammates about the leaders about everybody about everybody and everything you got to have positive word of mouth coming out of everybody's mouth who works there a high value on the organization and on the people and on the teammates so they share positive word of mouth advertisement people with mixed values well, they're going to be all over the place. But primarily, they're going to be giving mixed word of mouth instead of all positive. It's going to be mixed. At best, it's going to be mixed. It's going to be some positive and some negative. But the more opposing values they have, the more negative it's going to be. So all the people who are really negative on your team, all they're doing is running around your community telling everybody how bad it is to work there. But it ain't bad for the people with shared values. They love it. But those people usually ain't run around as loudmouth as as the ones who are negative. You already know this. The negative people are much louder than the positive people, whether it's at the lunch table or it's just having a conversation anywhere in life. It's just the way people are. So I hope you got some value out of this session. And if you are a top leader, especially, but if you got if you're at any level, if you're at any level, you got a lot, you got a lot of sway with who's on your team. But if you're the top leader, you can help everybody else. First thing you want to do is make sure you got shared values with all of the formal authority leaders on your team. If you got formal authority leaders on your team and you're the top leader and some of them have mixed values, you got a tough time. It don't have to be that way, but you got to change it. If you're at a, if you're somewhere down in the org chart and you're a formal authority leader, you got to do what you can, when you can, how you can. That's going to be based on what the top leader will allow you to do. And if you had enough, eventually you move on. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? 
Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.